You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, January 20th. My name, as always, is your host with sometimes the most, Javier Reyes. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. As always, if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. I'll be sure to get back to you on them, and eventually I'm ready to uh, get ready for a mailbag. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun when I do that in a couple weeks, when I get through my backlog of episodes. Um, and today's no different. Today is no different. Another, this is technically got a backlog episode. It is a brand new thing. Um, we are talking to Joe Vasile of the Secondary Lead podcast, is what you guys might be familiar with him from. And I think it's a really great conversation. It's, it's funny because today's like the inauguration day. I did not intend for to have such a special episode on today. Like that wasn't the intent, but I guess it matches up in some form, depending on where you stand on the line and stuff. But it definitely is an important day. Uh, so I guess this is an important episode to match it. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Joe is awesome. And stay tuned for the end of the podcast when I talk to you about just, I don't know, some more upcoming things and whatnot. So without further ado, let's go. All right, everybody, we're being joined by, I mean, honestly, it's always a special guest, but uh, even more special guest this time. And the funny thing is, I have I've had a lot of people on my podcast, as you guys all know, and from all walks of life, uh, all locked on walks of life and anyone surrounding other baseball teams and whatnot. But this is the first time when someone extraordinarily talented, probably too talented to be on the show, reached out to me first, you know, reached out to me first, actually. And here, how about this, ladies and gentlemen? I didn't even respond back because I had to check the email. That's how much of an idiot I am. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm proud to welcome Mr. Joe Vasile to the show. Sir, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, th- I appreciate that intro. I'll I'll make sure I pay you. Like I said, I was gonna really really pumping me up to the to the listeners. Yeah, yeah PayPal. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, man. So Joe reached out to me because he did this awesome podcast, right? I mean, he does a lot of awesome things. In fairness, he does about broadcast stuff. I've listened to him. He gives me a here's a nice compliment to you. His podcast, especially. Reminds me of like the vibe I got when I was younger growing up listening to Outside the Lines, honestly, like um, that's the kind of voice that Joe has. You guys have been able to tell because I haven't let the guy talk yet, but he made this podcast. It's called Secondary Lead, and it's this huge, almost near biographical kind of podcast narrative on Ken Caminiti, which is obviously someone who I imagine all the Padres fans are very connected to. So before we I mean, we're going to dive right into this, but. Just first of all, like, why Ken Caminiti? What what made you want to choose him and get on this whole podcast adventure? Yeah, so it, it all started a, a couple of years ago. I saw uh, Craig Calcaterra, who used to write for NBC Sports and now has his own newsletter. Um, he just put out a tweet that said something about Ken Caminiti. Um, it was something innocent. It wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. But I saw it and I was like, wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Mm-hmm. Um and then I 
somehow got to Ken Caminiti's Wikipedia page and started reading a couple of different articles that were online. Mm-hmm. And I, I I didn't really know much about him other than what I feel like a lot of baseball fans outside of San Diego or Houston know about him, which is, yeah, he won the MVP in 96 and, uh, you know, he did steroids and he died very young. Uh, you know, th- mm-hmm. those were the three things that I knew. Um, and as I read more about it and and him and, and just the player he was, I was like, oh, this is this is fascinating. Um, and I'm like, I, I think I'd like to try to see if there's a book or a 30 for 30 or something about him. There's got to be. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't. Um, and so I thought, OK, maybe someday I'll write the book or do the documentary or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a minor league broadcaster. Um, I also broadcast a lot of uh you know, college sports. So I stay very busy with that. And so having this idea, it was like, this is a project that I say I'm going to do and I'm never going to get to because I'm never going to have time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID happened. And all right. of a sudden, the minor league season was wiped out. All of my college stuff was was canceled right in the middle um, of the Patriot League tournament. I call games at Bucknell. We were playing in that and the games all got canceled. And uh for a couple of weeks, I was just looking for something to do. And, uh, and I live in, in North Jersey outside of New York city and, uh, grew up a New York Mets fan and was watching, uh, SNY, the, the channel that carries Mets games, uh, was showing Mets classics and they showed the first game after nine 11, um, back at Shea stadium. And Ken Caminiti was on the Braves at that point. And so I saw Ken Caminiti play in that game. And that just kind of jogged my mind to say, okay, maybe, maybe now's the time. Um, Mm. I had already been thinking about doing some got a baseball history podcast and was thinking of a topic to start with. Then I see Caminiti and I go, all right, that's gotta be it. Um, And so kind of end of March, just started down the road of doing a lot of research and started interviewing and the more the ball just kept unraveling, the more there was. Um, I eventually did connect with uh, with a guy who has been researching and writing a, a full biography of Ken Caminiti, a book. Uh, and he's been doing it since 2012. And it's not coming out mm-hmm. until 2022. So it's that's the amount of research that he's done, uh, way more than I did. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that just to give you an idea of how many layers to the story there was uh, to just keep finding and keep digging deeper. Um, it was, it was really, really something that um, was fascinating to me and, and things that I hadn't thought of um, and kind of examining his career as a representation of the steroid era in baseball. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, here's a guy who was a serviceable player for a while became a superstar in his mid thirties. And then when he eventually admits to using steroids in 2002, that was a key moment in starting steroid testing and kind of bringing an end to the steroid era in baseball. Um, and of course, just the incredible person he was outside of that. Um, it just adds, adds to the story. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And you know, that whole thing that you you explained just now, it's really just like, those are like, at least for me too, those are like the journalism instincts right there, man. Including the part where you're like, oh, I don't even know how I'm going to have time for this. <laughs> you always yeah. start thinking about the big picture. I can relate to that too. I have my own 
silly podcast I've been trying to do since July, which I have not just edited. I have the audio and I just haven't edited it. Uh, it's not baseball related, but so I could really relate to that. And what I think is interesting is you make a great point where it's not like people have been talking about Ken Kim and I don't mean that disrespectfully either. This isn't, you know, and, and in general, actually, I would argue this is a bigger thing where there aren't many baseball major documentary story narrative things even podcasters a little bit and whatnot uh, i know that i loved um uh, espn's like 30 for 30 podcast series um where they go into this piece from grantland years ago about the boston fans one of my favorite stories ever it's the yankees suck story if you guys are curious um <laughs> go check that out it's and I'm, I'm a yankees like guy i grew up with them obviously this is a Padres podcast but i just thought it's one of the greatest stories ever it's so good it's like a goodfellas movie um mm-hmm. And I think you, you raised a good point, though. Not many people are talking about this. And I think that that's what I liked about it, too. I didn't finish every episode. I'm on the eighth one. Uh, just full transparency. Um, oh, oh, get, get, get ready. <laughs> yeah. The last two are <laughs> – they were so heavy. They made me cry editing. Them. Yep, it, yep. It, it, was, it was tough. It's uh, and and that's what it is. It's this isn't like the you know it's a cliche to say rise and fall, but this really is kind of that rise and fall story. And I think you really get into it. My favorite thing about the pod is it, it really starts – now, slow isn't an, isn't an appropriate word, but it starts at the beginning. It's like, all right, he's a it's a baseball player story. All right, he goes through this. Everyone realized that he was special, you know, you know, all those like type of things, yeah, yeah. all the coach stuff. And then you really can have that connective tissue to the steroid era, which I think is something that, you know, I, I just complained recently <laughs> to a, another host about the Long Gone Summer podcast. I mean, not podcast. Um, 30 yeah, the 30 came for 30 30 summer, yeah, which. I did not like. I thought it was very false nostalgia for like boomer era where it was like, you know, yes, what these guys did was impressive to a degree, but I don't understand how everyone who's under the age of like 25, 30, the thing they think of when they think of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire is steroids. And for you to make a two hour documentary that is only the last like 15 minutes is about that was a very odd and I don't think appropriate choice to go here. Um, in that in that situation, but here you kind of go into it a lot. It's at the beginning. It's the alcoholism, especially like all the off field stuff. Whoa, 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 halt, halt, everybody! I gotta talk to you about something very important, and that is, you know, l- let me tell you guys. When it comes to all your your kind of special big games that are going on, we got the playoffs this weekend. We got the conference championships. We got NBA rolling. There is only one site. Only one site, only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. As I mentioned about those conference championship games, BetOnline, according to their spread right now, Tampa Buccaneers are plus three against the Green Bay Packers who are at home. And then the Kansas City Chiefs are minus three. They are the home team against the Buffalo Bills. Hey, both of those games, can't wait to see them. Let's just say I'm rooting very hard for the Packers, and I'm just rooting for Mahomes to be in the game. That way we get a good game. And also for basketball tonight, just to look, as I've said many times before, guys, I'm not necessarily the best uh, betting expert in the world, but I checked out the money line for, I should say, the spread for the Spurs at the Warriors tonight. It's only, it's the Spurs plus one and a half for the spread, and I was just like, that seems a little low for my 
my taste. I feel like the Warriors are good, or at least pretty decent, and I think that the Spurs are absolutely not that. I know DeJounte Murray's been playing well, but as long as Kelly Oubre gets going and Wiseman gets some more minutes for Golden State and Curry keeps playing the way he is, I think that line's a little bit too low. But anyway, what do I know, guys? I don't know much about betting, but let me tell you guys, still, you should not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on that action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first stole deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now transitioning, guys, I want to talk to you about something that's the complete opposite of sports betting. Vroom, 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 everybody, I need to talk to you about RockAuto.com. I always, I, I always, always give myself a, a laugh whenever I do the car sound. Um, first and foremost, guys, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly twenty years. Not even nearly 20 years. Probably more than that at this point. It feels like the last like six months have been 20 years, honestly. Go to rockout.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They really do have everything from engine control modules and tail lamps to motor oil, new carpet, everything, brake parts. They really have everything. Uh, whether you're a classic daily driver, whatever you need, uh, you can get in a few easy clicks. Deliver directly to your door, which is really convenient and awesome. And the catalog is really easy to navigate and see all the parts available for whatever vehicle uh, you need. And you can choose the brands and whatever specifics that you prefer the most. And best of all, best of all, and this is the money part, this is the money part, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Just ask yourself right now, does it make sense to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? No, it does not. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just first of all, since there's so much there, how do you, where do you start? Like, it's one of those, and I'm talking like the minor stuff. I'm talking like audio, getting the background noise. Like, how do you go about doing this? Because while it's, you know, we have had a lot of free time because of COVID, it still seems like a ginormous um, undertaking. Yeah, I mean... I guess just to to start with at least the way that the the story is structured for for anyone listening who, who hasn't come across mm-hmm. it yet or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I try to bring in especially at the beginning uh, some of the B and C storylines essentially of that mm-hmm. era of baseball. So uh, one of the key moments and Padres fans will know this in Ken Caminiti's baseball career is the twelve player trade in nineteen ninety four yep. when he goes from Houston. Uh, along with Steve Finley to the San Diego Padres, essentially in exchange for Derek Bell and some spare parts. Um, And to fully understand why that trade happened, you have to understand all of the labor problems in baseball that led up to that, Uh, because that trade Mm -hmm. was a direct result of the 1994 strike. And, yeah, while the 94 strike has been covered in, in certain detail by people, it wasn't just like, oh, in 92, Bud Selig took over as acting commissioner and then everything hit the fan. It was, no, this was something that had been building for mm-hmm. 15 years. Uh, so we get yeah. a little bit into that in each um, each labor fight and exactly how things escalated to get to where they got to. Um, you know, starting out, at the beginnings of the steroid era and how it started to eventually creep into the game and, uh, you know, just different ways that steroids came about in baseball. Um, and how, again, in, during the 94 strike players are at home, they're working out in gyms, they're coming across, uh, bodybuilder types who are, 
then introducing them to steroids. And that's how they really got introduced into the game after the 94 strike, not that they hadn't been there already. Um, and so I feel like because it's one of those um, very intertwined things, like none of this happens in a vacuum. Um, you have to under have kind of a, a, a holistic understanding of everything to mm. really grasp, I guess, the magnitude of different events that all came together to create what is the story of Ken Caminiti. Um, and I think that that's true with any historical figure that you look at, whether it's George Washington or Ken Caminiti. There's a lot of other things that are going on that all contribute to how this person ended up in this spot at this time. Uh, things that are so far outside their control. And I also bring in a few things early on that kind of tie back later on. And um, mm -hmm. I touch on those again, things like the the Pittsburgh cocaine scandal in the 80s in baseball yep. and how that shows how baseball's attitudes towards drugs were then and how mm -hmm. it was very similar to what their attitudes were in the 90s. Mm -hmm. It was, all right, we've got this problem, but it's gone now. So mm -hmm. we're all good. And we're going to pretend like there's nothing happening, um, even though that's not the case. Um, and, and I definitely get on my high horse a little bit uh, later on. So, um, you know, full full disclosure for when once I get to the last couple episodes, I I try to take my journalist hat off for mm. maybe 15 to 20 minutes in the last episode okay. and be like, OK, I've tried to be very objective and not inject too much opinion throughout the first nine and a half episodes. And now it's time for me to say my piece about everything we've just heard. Um, mm. So I essentially get to that point eventually. Um, but it's tough because, you know, you think about his brother and sister, both still with us. His parents are still around. Uh, you know, he has three daughters who are still around, ex-wife, the whole thing. He has a lot of family, uh, a lot of people that care about him also teammates, um, just people he knew from different walks of life. And I wanted to try to be sensitive to all of that, because how would I feel if some random person just did this about someone in my life who went yeah. through a similar thing? I, I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't like it very much. Um, so I tried to be sensitive to that while also not ignoring some of the, the very real uh, barbs of the story and, and some of the some of the tougher aspects of of everything and, and to just be as fair as I possibly could. Hey man, look, it's, it's look, you, you're, you're saying a lot here and that's what's it's like, I have to stress to people. It is an all encompassing kind of uh, story, at least from what I've heard. Like I said, I've only wished Lindsay the first seven I'm on episode eight now. Um, <laughs> but it's very much like, I really think that this is, these are the type of things that baseball needs. And it's funny. We talk about the collective bargaining and baseball strike, like we're in. So in that sense of it, I think people yeah. can very much relate to that part. If you were to list, take nothing away from the podcast, if you, I don't care about the, any Padres, I don't care about baseball. Well, maybe you can take away from the fact this whole, you know, um, when Bud Seeley first becomes the the commissioner of baseball, all that whole stuff I really enjoyed. It's mm -hmm. very, we don't know what's going to happen right now. I know a lot of people have been complaining. Like everyone's like, oh, the offseason is too slow. Of course, started heating up as Padres fans uh, very much know. Yeah. Over the past couple of weeks, mm -hmm. it started to heat up more. But in general, it's like, this sport past few years, it's very interesting to see how much uh, owners seem to be hell bent on keeping salary down and how much it's just like 
no other sport has the top 10 free agents and they're just chilling. Like no yeah. other sport. Usually it's like basketball, night one. Football, yeah. night one, those guys are gone. Yeah, maybe those like top 50 guys are, yeah, it takes a little bit of time and that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's It makes sense to a degree, right? But how is it that you don't get George Springer within the first like three days of free agency starting? Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of the point that I think baseball is at right now. It's very weird. And cut, everybody. That about does it for part one of my discussion with Sir Old Joe of the Secondary Lead Podcast featuring Ken Caminetti, giant biography thing that he did there. Uh, but before we talk about what's on the dock for the uh, future of this podcast, guys, I want to talk to you about another podcast, and that is Locked on MLB. Join the very much, I am not exaggerating, walking baseball encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. But please, please, this is very important. Just call him Sully every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present. He's got everything. He'll talk to you about why Ricky Henderson should be the baseball guy that gets a 10-part Last Dance-style documentary. And guess what? He's real convincing at it. He'll talk about random games from the 60s, and he'll also be keep you up to date on the present with the games going on today, and why the Red Sox are absolute buffoons and should be ridiculed for all of eternity for trading away Mookie bets for money reasons. That is exactly what they were. Uh, Sully's really great. It's such a warm pot podcast in a lot of ways not that he's some cuddly teddy bear that doesn't you know have his strong opinions or anything like that but he's really great at just bringing out the love of baseball in all sorts of forms so be sure to check that out guys i know i listen to it locked on mlb wherever you get your podcasts in terms of the future of this old locked on padres podcast guys tomorrow january 21st uh thursday we are going to give you part two of my conversation with joe we talk a little bit more about some general baseball stuff uh which is really fun as well as concluding um our our talks on this whole giant documentary project that he did joe is really awesome definitely go check him out of course i'll link descriptions uh below to the podcast to the twitter pages all that stuff you can definitely check that out and also next week i think what's gonna happen is i'm going to finally do that top 20 moments of the 2020 season of the padres it's gonna be a lot of fun i know that i actually have to do some work to update it because a lot of things changed and because of joe musgrove and blake snell and you darvish that things got put on hold just a tad bit but gonna have that still got on the dock a really fun conversation with miller thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks, where we talk about everything in between baseball, the Padres taking control of the NL West, potentially, potentially, uh, all sorts of things. And if uh, push ever comes to shove and I run out of content for some reason, I've got all so- sorts of things in the bank. I've got a chat with Josh Neighbors of Washington Nationals uh, podcast. You know, it's it's all sorts of good stuff. And the Stacey Gatsoulias pod, which I'm really excited to release, where we talked about the CC Sabathia documentary. So, guys, basically, what I'm trying to say is the content don't stop, baby. We got it going on for days. Uh, but that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya Overcast. Tell your homies about it or whatever. And if you wouldn't mind, if you're on the Apple Podcasts app, uh, send me some five-star reviews there. It makes me happy every time I see them. It brightens my day. Start off 2021 right. Am I right, guys? Uh, be sure to follow the Twitter account for the show at LO underscore Padres or my personal account at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.